We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast uh, hello everybody welcome to another edition of the pack a day podcast it's your one-stop shop for all things green and gold mike wellen here with gage bridgeford and mark echo and well well this sucks uh, Packers lay an egg in the a- NFC divisional game and drop to the 49ers on a walk-off Robbie Gold field goal 13 to 10. Uh, Gage, I'll go to you first. Just thoughts. Uh, well, that was the way that it was going to end. Green Bay special teams laid an egg. Uh, we'll talk about the offense. Obviously didn't have their best game, but I frankly don't give a shit about the offense playing absolutely terrible. Special teams cost them the game. Yes. Offense was bad after the opening drive touchdown. Special teams gave up 10 points. Point blank period. 13. Defense played their, played lights out all day. All day long. I don't, they, yeah, they gave up the, like the last drive. But other than that, special teams allowed big return, multiple big returns. They gave up, they allowed a block punt that got, gave San Francisco their only touchdown of the game. They gave up a blocked field goal, which, I don't know what I don't know what the hell I don't know what the problem is. It's the same thing every single week. Like that, there it wasn't even like a a guy like the block field goals Green Bay has had this year. It's not even like the guys just like diving through and getting like lucky. These guys are like getting the ball kicked into their belly, and if it would just come off Crosby's foot easier, like they'd be able to catch it because they're just standing there waiting for the ball to get to them. So so I don't I don't care about the offense only putting up seven points and then not doing anything the rest of the game. I don't care about the defense, like the run defense, not being flawless. Mo Drayton and the special teams is what caused this loss. I'm not going to sit here and listen to the Twitter people say, oh, well, this is on Rodgers and this is on the coach. No, this falls on special teams because like, it, it just does. My turn? Oh. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Mark. It's floor no, yours. This does fall on the coach. This falls squarely on Matt LaFleur. Who hired Mo, Mo, Mo Drayton? Who hired Mo Drain? Who fired? You're right. The you're right in that aspect. Promote, he fired a terrible special teams was terrible last year, so they fired a special teams coach. That's that's a good move. You promote his assistant. That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I said it when they did it. 
Why would you promote the assistant from a terrible special teams to, to run your special teams? The guy was a moron all year, didn't know what the hell he was doing. Why are they blocking field goals? Because other teams watch the Packers special teams. They obviously see things that aren't being corrected. They say, hey, look, we could do this. We could do that. We could do something else. And guess what? Mo can't fix it. Maybe he needs Larry and Curly to help him. Because he's the worst special teams coach. He makes these own bums they've had the last few years look almost competent. But who hired Mo Drayton? He didn't hire himself. Matt LaFleur hired him. Terrible hire on Matt LaFleur. He hired Mo Drayton and didn't fire Mo Drayton when he should have during the course of the year when it became apparent to anybody watching the Green Bay Packers, whether it's an opponent, a fan, anyone, that their special teams is a disaster. you got to fix it. And then who decided to change long snappers in the middle of the season? Matt LaFleur. That didn't that was that was a dumb move. The other guy was wasn't great, but he, he's better than this guy. That that messed up chemistry and everything else. So no, Matt LaFleur deserves as much blame as anybody for this loss. As much as anybody. Uh, his 39 wins in three years, God bless him. Big deal. Big deal. 39 wins. What'd it get you? Nothing. So it, this is on him. Yeah, I, his I offense think... sucked today too. By the way, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think everybody that again by his buddy, anybody that is not on the defense, oh, defense deserves this game. Defense was spectacular. Joe Barry called a great game. He managed his personnel really well. Z made an impact right away. They used Jerry the right way. They used Kevin King the right way for the first time in five years. Like this, the defense was spectacular. They allowed six points, and you're right. And three Lots of it came change. after. Wait, three of the six came after they returned the kick off the midfield. That was awesome. Exactly. Too. Like they get a big turnover late in the first half, and again, the big, the only offense guy I'll maybe give some credit to is Aaron Jones, because I mean that 75 yard catch was great, even though he probably could have scored if he makes the right cut. There, there's that he's the only player in offense that did much. Devonte Adams was 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 his usual self, okay. but he just didn't seem quite himself. The other receivers did nothing. The line was awful. Rodgers was an efficient game, but he made he missed some big throws. Even the ones that Adams were underthrown. This was a team failure with everyone that isn't playing defense. The, and, and they deserve to go home. And they deserve all the questions they're going to be asked over the next seven months. Because this was is few years. I thought Ryan Tannehill was the most embarrassing part of today, and very oh. clearly we were we were, I was proven wrong. You know, an, another thing, and they they decided, and and the three of us kind of chatted about this prior to the game. So, our Bakhtiari can't play, which I told you guys a month ago, Bakhtiari wasn't going to play. And, you know, he played a few plays against Detroit. Now, his knee, that, that knee, I don't know what's going on. I'm worried about him for the future, to be honest with you. That knee might be really screwed up. Because it seems like any time he tries to play a little bit, it gets worse and then he can't play. But anyway, so Bakhtiari can't play. So, LaFleur has to make a decision on what he's going to do on, on the offensive line. And he decides... Turner's going to go to left tackle, and Kelly's going to go to right tackle. All right, that's his decision. Well, and he also decided Myers at center, Patrick at right guard. So two guys, and I don't care what, I know pro football focus or the other places are going to tell me this, that, and other thing. I don't care. All I know is Josh Neiman and Royce Newman played a lot of snaps and a lot of games for a team that got the number one seed in the NFC. And they both sat at the bench today and watched the offensive line get run over by the San Francisco front front seven. So, I mean, I don't know. I would have had, I probably would have taken Newman out the same way he did. I probably would have put Patrick back at right guard because I think he's a pretty good at guard. 
I think he's a better guard than he's a center, actually. But I would have had Neiman at left tackle and Turner at right tackle. That's what I would have done. Not, not that I'm a coach. Not that I'm a, you know, they, they, they I trust that they know more than I do. But I don't know. I, sometimes I wonder. I think you guys were in agreement with that. I think you guys wanted Neiman at left tackle too, right? Yeah. I when I saw the tweet and I sent immediately sent it to the group and I was confused. Like I thought we've talked all year that Josh has played great at left tackle, like filling in for Elton and. Debach has he's been great and that was stunning after I know that we talked about him in the offseason as a possible cut candidate because they had so much they had a decent amount of tackle depth everywhere that it was like is this is this guy we're going to keep and all season long and looked great and then when I saw that tweet from I think it was Domovsky I was like what are we what are we doing here why why are you going away from the guy that's been playing well for you I get that you want to get Turner out there because he's He's the the guy you paid the guy and restructure the deal and whatever you want to ride with your expensive guys and you want to ride with your best players. But I just I didn't think that was the best move. If anything, like maybe you like if you want to get Turner on the field and you really want to keep Kelly out there, maybe you put Turner at right guard. I, I, I'm not necessarily saying that's the best move, but just I don't know if kicking him over to left tackle was the right decision there. And I do, Mark, and I do want to say I do agree with you from the standpoint of. LaFleur hired Drayton and never went away from him. I agree with you from that standpoint. I'm just more like I was focused directly on special teams. Like obviously we've if like we've all seen the fact that there was only ten players on the field on the final kick of the game. Like we I know we all saw it, have all seen it so far. And it's true, unless there was a guy that was at the uh that was under the goalpost goal that post. I didn't see. I I didn't I didn't see I didn't see it. I just know that like Domovsky said it was ten, everyone else has said it was ten, so uh, oh, so Drayton, yeah, Drayton, I mean, if he's back, real. I mean, you can't. There's no way. There's I I no no chance. There's no shot. I think Mo Drayton will have his locker cleaned out by Tuesday, or we'll have his office or whatever wherever he's at. He'll have his stuff cleaned out by Tuesday. I agree that yeah, like Lafleur shoulders the blame for that, and then for the fact that they only put up ten points. But I'm just at a certain point, like you need. Like when the offense has an off game this year, we need like you need that other unit to pick it up. And the defense did their job. You needed the offense to do their job, but you also needed special teams to do anything. And yeah, honestly, and can we give some credit to Amari Rogers tonight? I was gonna say the same yeah, thing. Yeah. I was like, Amari Rogers, what were we talking about all year? Just don't be a problem. And I thought tonight he wasn't. He didn't like break up. He didn't have a huge punt return night, but he. Got like five yards per punt return. He was getting about twenty-five yards per kick return. I thought he had a solid night there. Yep, and made made the right decision every time. So called for a fair catch when he should have returned when he should have. Got away he from it. None of the kicks. Yeah, he, no, Rod. That was the only bright spot of special teams. The only bright spot. Yeah, but the rest of it was rough. The the offensive line still makes no sense to me. I agree with putting Josh Myers at center. I liked him there. Yeah. I don't. I don't get the Yosh thing. I just don't. It's gonna be. I would have left. See, I would have left Turner at right tackle, and I and I like that. I know Dennis Kelly. I like him. That was a nice pickup. He's a good backup, perfect for what he what they were going to what what his role was. Turner's a very good right tackle. Yeah, Why that would have been fine to too. Tackle? Tackle. That would have been you fine. You hurt yourself too, in two positions when you move when you made that move. I thought. But Use I mean, the same line you had in week three. Use that yeah. exact same line. That was what would have been. Right. That was Josh. Well, no, Newman played week three, right? Oh yeah, well Newman, yeah, yeah. Patrick was on the bench at that point, I think, or was or was Myers out at, already out at that point? That's a good either question. way, it's a, either way, thought, it's yeah. that's the key thing is the tackle depth. 
But right. yeah, Patrick got eaten alive by Armstead. They they put Bosa on Kelly for a reason for most of the game. The right side of the line collapsed. And this is you're right. Offense especially need to step up. Defense will again we can we cannot say enough about this defense, especially that front seven. One bad they had one bad play. The defense had one really one bad play. Oh, only a couple, but one the one that hurt was at the end was third and seven. And they let Samuel run for the first down. That let the field that turned a really long. Although Robbie Gold would probably would have made it from seventy, and I mean, that guy never misses, you know. So, but I mean, Did you guys see who missed the tackle that Debo bounced off of and got the first down? Yeah. Yep. I, I for first time. I, know, I was make. like, I, I, I was like, I think that that was Jair there, and then he and Jair also was the one that was in coverage of. Was it Je, Juwan Jennings on the one where like he got stopped yeah. on third and short, but Jair got burned bad there. This was, I mean, this just wasn't the game for him, like to come at, like, to try and come out in because you can never get hot, especially against a team like San Francisco that doesn't really throw the ball. That's why he needed to play. I mean, I know he. Well, I mean, I'm not putting it on him. He got, but he, you know, it would have been. He he probably would have played against Detroit, but he he tested positive, right? So that's why he had to miss that game. I mean, yeah, he only practiced once going into it. Yeah, I mean, he needed more. Listen, he's he's. He's a great player. He, this wasn't a, one of his better efforts, obviously, but it's hard. It's hard when you don't play for so long to just come back out and be Jair Alexander again. It's just, you know, it's just, you know, although, I don't know. I mean, again, I'm not the defense. Not for the defense is not what has no, no blame for this game. I'm not going to blame anything on the defense. They allowed, like I said, really three points. And, you know, where, where they, where, where the, I mean, there's just so many things on the offense that went wrong, starting with Mercedes Lewis's fumble, because that just kind of took everything. I mean, they, they went down and scored. All right. Then they don't score. Then they, 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 they get the ball back. The defense gets a three and out. They're moving the ball again. They're in, they're in 400 territory. And he never fumbles. I mean, that that's like that was his know. first fumble since like 2014, I believe it was. Yeah. Is what 2013, I yeah, 2013. I knew it was one of those. He things. never fumbles, and that you know, so that was that. I mean, I I like to think they were going to score again there, you know, and if they do, it's a totally different game. And then the other thing that, that I thought was really big, and I I don't know, I, was when. They forced right after Lewis's fumble. Two plays later, they get a fumble, or at least what was called a fumble on the field. Uh, Rosal Douglas knocked it loose. Chris Barnes picks it up, and they're back in 49er territory. And the review overturns and says it's an incomplete pass. I guess I mean the, the referee, the, the, the TV referee, said it was a good call. I thought it was a complete. I thought he, I thought he made a football move or whatever you're supposed to be able to do. What did you guys think? I, I think if if the Lewis play was a fumble, then, then Ayuk's was a fumble. I don't know what yeah. a catch is. Neither does the NFL. Yeah. No, I just I I don't know what a catch is anymore. I thought that that should have been ruled as a catch. It, it in my what? opinion, it looked like he had two feet down. He had the ball tucked. He turned up field. The mm-hmm. only thing he didn't do in the NFL's eyes is put a third foot down. It wasn't his third foot going down. Isn't that what the thing was? Or something like it's, that. It's the football move so if he had like turned his hips even he he, but i mean he turned his he he turned his head and shoulders i don't i I just i don't know what a catch is and i think that the nfl will continue to just be confusing and you just 
I, I don't know what it can, and I don't like the fact that the referees they didn't decide the game, but well, wasn't the referee? <laughs> No, 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 no. I, like they didn't, but it's just I, I don't like the fact that I'm sitting here right. and I that is, have a thing that I can point at that I can be like, hey, this thing happened. And again, no. if they called it incomplete on the field, if they would have said incomplete pass and and then LaFleur challenged it and lost the challenge, I'd say, well, OK, well, they, they called it. They're not going to reverse it. Yeah, they but they don't do it that way because they want because they don't want LaFleur to have to waste a challenge. That's why they started right, right, the whole saying, new. But they called it a fumble. You know, they called it a fumble. I thought there's no way they're going to, you know, they called it a fumble. You either, it takes a lot to overturn it. I didn't see enough. Uh, again, maybe I'm more looking at it, probably a little biased, but. I'm looking I, at it just I, from the way they started calling that thing in the last couple of years where they wanted to save coaches' challenges by just right. letting things, might like, oh, it might be a scoring player. It might be a turnover. They just let it go as a turnover because then they can just freely they, review they it. And if it's not one, they can just undo it. I, I look at it this way. If, if that's eight years ago, that's a catch. Oh yeah, absolutely. The the rules have been changed so much for offenses that it's and frankly stupid, and turning things into arena ball at times. Bef- even before the Des Bryant game, that would have been ruled a catch and a fumble. Easy. It was mm-hmm. that simple. He got the feet down. He had the ball tucked in. That's a catch and a fumble. Douglas made a good. That didn't lose the game. That didn't no, change. Not, that I'm didn't not, end no the game. No way am I saying no, that. No, you're right. But again, it it took the way the game started it. It looked like the Packers were going to roll, right? They get the ball, they go right down the field, they score seven nothing. The defense, three and out, three and out, three and out. Sack every like what they had three sacks on the first four possessions, whatever. Well, I mean, it just looked like you know the once if the offense would have gotten even if they made, I think if they made the field goal at the end of the half, they win the game. They had to get up two scores, and they never got up two scores. Um, really quick, uh, we're recording this as Matt LaFleur is doing his post-game press conference. Uh, he's taking the blame on everything. Scoring just 10 points, I put that all on myself. Special teams debacle, unacceptable. That's on me. Uh, if Roger, if Rodgers played well enough to win, it's more to do that with I didn't put our guys in position to make enough plays. So, so those are so he is owning up to. He's taking full blame of everything, which. Mark, as you pointed out earlier, it's- and I like the guy. I'm not, listen, I didn't mean to come down on him as hard as I did, but it's it, you know, it's yeah. He, special teams is the one that's but that gets because we we all said it all like you know, you saw it. It's you like again, it's bad when and again they they said this during the broadcast that uh, Shanahan said you know that's the thing the Niners special teams are bad too, and Shanahan said. Oh, this is the one game where, where we have, actually have an advantage. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad when when the other coach says that. Yeah, and then Lafleur's statement was just we just I hope the special teams doesn't screw it up for us. Which I think if Lafleur said that, I'd be really surprised. But the, like I, that just doesn't yeah, seem like the way yeah, that he's uh, been right. his entire time. That doesn't seem like it's Something just doesn't seem like him. Yeah. yeah. No. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, I don't believe you actually said that at all. Oh, wow. Aikman said things that didn't exactly add up. You mean his general comments throughout the game with, yeah, man, that's true. Wasn't, wasn't He's good comments. Better than Terry Bradshaw was in the pregame. That's not wrong. But, I mean, you look at some of the plays that really turned it. I mean, the Lewis fumble, I think, was the first turning point because Mark's right. They're driving down. I think they score seven on that drive if he doesn't, if he doesn't fumble. They're, they're, they're rolling. The running game, it was moving well. Dylan was healthy, and he was running hard. Jones was making plays. That drive, if they get even three or seven on that, I think the Niners' spirit might have been close to breaking. They they went three and out again, four straight drives. They were negative yardage until the final drive yeah. of the first half. They were abysmal offensively the entire game. They, they were, outside of a couple catches from Kittle and that one Samuel run. Like they did, and use checks trap play, but the just the plays that you make those little mistakes. Uh, a, a veteran tight end fumbles. You have a penalty in the red zone. You twice obviously, obviously the special not. teams complete cluster that that was. It, it everything added up, and then in terms of point where, I, and I even I tweeted this during the game during the end of the last drive after the almost pick six that when you tried to find Cobb. Why is either quarterback trying to throw outside the hash in that condition? Neither quarterback's making no quarterback's making that throw at that point in the game that far outside. That's prime for a pick six for either team. Stokes yeah. could have had one if he had played the ball. Yeah. Niners could have had one if they had played a gun or touched second on the one to Cobb. Use the middle of the field in that late in that game. It's it just baffles me some of the play calls that they made in that second half. And another thing, you know, not just, you know, play calls and also like where were Adams did Adams was Adams, right? I mean, he, he did what you, um, well, I don't even know what we were talking What was his final numbers? You guys have them there? I think nine for 91. Right. That's, 
you can't, I'm not going to, you can't complain about 991. But, you know, he did his thing. Jones had a very good game. But, and I knew they were going to miss MVS. I really, I, I wrote a story last week saying, you know, they really need him to play because he, he's played well against San Francisco. He gives them that, you know, that, that speed that they really don't have anywhere else. But with that said, I thought Lazard and or Cobb, you know, maybe both would, would, would have a presence in this game. Lazard made one nice catch for a first down. They got him, I think, first and goal, right? Um, Cobb was, yeah. was he still hurting, you think? I mean, he did nothing. He was not, he was invisible. He had one pass thrown to him and didn't come, you know. And then none of the tight ends did anything. Except to, to go no, drop the pass at midfield. I, I don't even oh, put that up. I don't know if I put that so much on DeGuara so much as I put it on Rodgers. Like, yeah, DeGuara should have come down with it, but Rodgers was low on every throw tonight. There was never guys running with yards after the catch other than Devontae. Like, obviously, the Aaron Jones one, but for the most part, I felt like every single throw Rodgers was completing was ending up at guys' feet, and they were having to die for it. Yeah, but that went to DeGuara. He, should, he had his head. Yeah, yeah I, I agree that he, he should have come that. down with that. I just more was like, I felt like there were, multi, there were a couple of different times where DeGuara had a ball that was just low and he's falling down to get it rather than being able to catch it while he's running. No, Rogers went 20, 29. He had 27 targeted uh, throws. He had one, th- one uh, spike and one throwaway. of those 27 targets. 21 went to Jones and Adams. Jones had nine catches for 129. Lazard had one catch for six. Lewis one for nothing in the fumble. And then Cobb and DeGuara each had one target. Daphne had two. So he didn't use any of the other receivers. And Lazard and, had played well the last month. He had the second most touchdowns in football in the last two months of the season behind only Adams. Yeah, I, I, I Niners. We know that our secondary wasn't good. No, it was the pass rush. Like just the pass rush made it to where Rodgers couldn't do the improv off script things, and with the hard field, which this, I mean, this goes back to the thing that we've. Ta- I know we, I know we've talked about before in terms of Green Bay football. Of it's like you know how the field's going to be. It's up to you to make sure that like the cleats that you have allow you to move better than the opponent. That's the benefit of home field advantage. And it just looked like the Packer players were constantly running slow. Like they looked like they weren't they looked like they were playing on unfamiliar surface. Like they were it was like a college bowl game and you had two teams that got both flown in for that don't play in cold weather games and they were told, Hey, just so you know, you're gonna have to play on this field. Uh just deal with it. I hope the cleats you brought work because they just constantly looked like they were slow out of the brakes. They didn't look like they were generating any separation at all. Like, Randall Cobb was getting double teamed. I don't even know why the 49ers were putting two defenders on him, other than they knew Rodgers would force a pass to him if he only he was, if he was single covered. But they just didn't look like they were able to generate anything or any window to be thrown into. For sure. So let's turn away. Let's talk about this even, because they do deserve all of the praise, um, especially their front seven. Kenny Clark... You even Twitter in our group chat. He's playing like a man who wants to live up to that contract. And and especially when you read the the Ty Dunn story that came out a couple days ago about Kenny, you you kind of understand his mindset, and how he plays. He was a wrecker. Dean Lowry and Lancaster played fine on defense. Special teams, different story. But they were great on on the front line. Slayton made a nice play. Obviously, Rashawn Gary came had a coming out party. Yeah. Z was great. Preston had led the team in tackles. Campbell, all these guys. Amos, the defense. This was the best defense performance in a playoff game since what? The the Atlanta game in 2011. The Bears game, but yeah, one or the other. 
granted Jimmy G or Sam Club Kirk Cousins is much better than Caleb Haney. But yeah, since since that run, this was hands down the best defensive performance the Packers have had in over a decade. And the fact that the, the special teams and the offense wasted that is what I think hurts the most. I mean, it's the way it's, but it's the way it's been every year. Just the only difference is this time, instead of the offense being wasted, it's the defense that gets wasted. And, and it just sucks because you sit here and you see teams that put it together in all three phases or put it together in two out of the three phases at the right time. And Green Bay, they played their best football on defense today, but they didn't play their best football on offense. They definitely didn't play their best football on special teams. And, so that's what it comes down to. Like every other year, it's been, oh, Green Bay's defense lets them down. Like in the NFC championship, the last two years, it was special. It was the defense let them down. In the uh, game against Seattle, where the Brandon Bostic play happens, you could argue defense and special teams lets them down. All these different things. And then today, it's offense and special teams didn't pick up their tab after the offense had been locked in, consistent team or consistently one consistent piece of this team. And then now you have a defense who won't be nearly the same next year, just due to cap reasons. And now you wasted their best performance of the year or one of their best performances of the year. And it was a week that you couldn't afford to waste one. Yeah. I mean, so, the, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Mark. You I was going to say, yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of people were on Joe Barry, you know, when they hired Joe Barry, people were kind of questioned it a little bit. And then during the course of the year, it was, you know, the defense wasn't doing this. And um, a lot of the talk this week was even, you know, San Fran's, you know, running game is going to do this and that. And Packers, well, Joe Barry came, he coached today. He coached. He had him, he had his players, A, had him ready, number one, number two, but he had, his schemes were good. He had he was doing a lot of different things, but two and three he had two and three man fronts and um, playing like four or five linebackers. He had merciless was out there a lot. Um, I mean, he just he was prepared for what San Francisco was was going to do. Um, the offense really, I mean, after that first that first drive was so good. That's what I, I mean. They did every, everything right on that first drive. They ran it was it was very balanced. Um, it looked like if you told me if they weren't that they weren't going to score again after that that drive, I would have laughed at you. I mean, it looked like they were going to just that, that the offense was going to be clicking. It was going to Rogers was going to play well, Jones and Dylan were going to run well, um, and then it just all stopped. They, they they had the other good drive, and they settled. And again, if they get seven there, it, it's I think it's it's a different game. But they they said you know, and again that was a they got it to the what the five second and goal to five was it. And the, and and the penalty. False start. False start on Dennis Kelly, who I wouldn't have had out there. I'm not saying Turner might have, anybody might have jumped, but it was a guy that LaFleur decided to play over other options. And now it's second and goal to 10, and they gain a couple yards during that, and then they went, well, at least they made the field goal on that one. But, you know, they get a touchdown there. It's a different game. They go up 14-3. Even with the blocked punt, you know they still they they, they win the game. They probably win it because yeah, I don't I don't think San Francisco would have got to fourteen. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I, I, I don't think they would have either. I, I think you get the second touchdown on that second drive. This game is completely different. You're making Jimmy G throw, and that's not a recipe. They did a good job bottling up Samuel and Kittle for the most part. They abused the interior of the line. Trent Williams was good, but he wasn't what uh, his reputation came into the game. And obviously the star of the game was Rashawn Gary. Yeah. And... And and just like watching it back, watching some of the clips of the the two special teams plays. First one on the field goal, Lancaster and Lowry are the are the wings there on that left side, and you let the inside rusher go. That there's no logic there. First having two defensive linemen out there, yeah, and then letting letting their speediest player cut through untouched. Like it's and like H said, it's, it seemed like they were walking in concrete. They were laid out of their stance. It, they had, San Francisco would time the snap, which is partly then on the snapper and, and Bajorquez as well. It's it's just – and then on the punt is the same thing. It's up the middle. Uh, McDuffie was the blocker to, on, that, on that side. He could have chipped on on the, the guy with Wordle, obviously trying to look up after snapping it. The protector missed him as well, and Bajorquez had no chance, and then no one could find the football. Like, Bo Drayton, you, like, you're right. It, it was a bad hire. He needs to be gone – Back in October, and they need to find honestly a tackling dummy is more competent at this point, or let or just let Mason Crosby coach special teams. They just yep. something has to change, and this like this like this this loss just feels more personal than the other ones because it shouldn't have happened. And again, and, and I'm not saying this today or tonight because of the way they lost the special. I said it when they hired him. I said it a hundred times this year. You fire. I, I can't. I can't even remember the guy's name. Menenga. Menenga, right? Yeah, Sean Menenga. You fire him for and for just cause. Your special teams weren't good, so you fire Menenga. You promote the assistant. Like, what made it? What What in the world made anybody think Menenga's assistant was going to be any better? Like, and it's, it's not like he had been around. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of there was. Um, there are a lot of decent special teams coaches that become available every year because, you know, their head coach gets fired and the whole staff usually goes along. I'll give you one guy, Dave Phipp, who was with the, the Dolphins and the, and the Eagles. I'm not sure where he is now, but he was available last year because Doug Peterson got fired in Philly and he was Peterson's special teams coach. Well, the Eagles are always, at worst, in the middle of the pack on special teams. At best, they're in the top five. You know, he was available. He would have been a great hire. I mean, it, you know, and again, you, it's it does come down to the players. But like I said before, these other teams obviously are seeing things that when they watch the Packers special teams, they they see that they're that the mistakes they make and it and what they can exploit, and they do it over and over. I mean, this has been going on for years. I mean, somebody asked me during the game when my friends texted me and said, "When was the last time the Packers special teams was any good?" 
I said 96, but Desmond Howard. I, I'm, I'm I guessing there's got to be somebody since then, but have there been? I, I, I mean, good, not just not bad, but good, actually good. I can't, I mean, McCarthy's special teams were never real good. Sherman's were never, were never that good. But, I mean, it's, it's a part of the game that, you know, some, it goes overlooked sometimes, but you see what it could do. You, you see how it costs you games. Well, it, go, it goes, goes back to the old joke of, a good special teams like a good lawyer, you don't know how important it is until you need it. Hmm. Yeah. Like, and, and this is also a quote that just came out as well. Uh, Aaron Rodgers talked during his post-game presser. He says, well, conversations with the folks around Green Bay, take some time away and then make a decision before free agency or anything happens. So another offseason of fun is going to begin. That quote uh, from Ross Uglum. What? On that from Rodgers. What do you think he does? It's not really in his I think game. he comes back. I mean, it is, but it is. Well, he says he wants I, to come I, back. Right. I think I think he'll restructure. He He's gonna. To, he they're gonna have to something. talk with him, and because they have to, they have to make decisions on so many key players. Obviously, right. Rogers and Adams, but also guy like uh, yeah, well, Campbell, Douglas. Yeah, uh, King's probably gonna walk unless he wants to take a minimum contract. You don't need King if you keep Douglas. No, but I, I liked what I did with him as like a dime linebacker, yeah. though. But. There, there's a lot of choice making with the cap going up. Russell Ball is going to have to make some crazy magic happen, but yeah. per Jason, a lot of going for. Per Jason from over the cap, Green Bay's projected 50 million over right now. That's well, that, that's including like everything, right? That's it. They, like as of right now, if they if they don't change anything, they'd be 50 million over the cap. Does that no, include the, that going, the contracts that are expired? Uh, that is so. That's like looking forward to next season. That's just it's where they're at right now. Um, I will pull so, it up so, here so, so we can kind so of. So without Adams up. or without so without Adams without all those guys, there's 50 million. Uh, right now they're projected to be 50 million eight hundred sixty-seven thousand two hundred nine dollars over the cap as of that is as of right now. That is with 41 players on the roster. That does not so that doesn't include anybody that's free agent. If no, you're no, a free agent, free agent because you don't know what they're going to make. I'm just I'm. Yeah. I was saying, so like that doesn't include Devontae, that doesn't include anybody else that's like off the roster. But it includes Rodgers at 40 million. Yeah, 46.7 yeah. to be exact. So that's not going to, there's no way he's coming back at that number. He's either going to get traded or redo his deal because they're not going to keep him on the books for 46. Yeah, right now you have Rodgers at 46, uh, Zadarius at 28. Kenny at 20, Debock at 22, and Preston at 19.7. Right. So and, well, and you can't and you can't restructure Kenny anymore because they already did that as much as they could. So all, I, thought they could gotta, do it, I thought they could do him again, turn his turn his base next year into a bonus again, and lower next year's by a couple million. Maybe. I think that's, that's we'll talk about these topics. Yeah, that way we drop the next that, few right. months. <laughs> so, um, as we wrap, just. As we wind things down here, we're all tired. We're all frustrated. Uh, Mark, just break down your thoughts of what the season was for this team. A major failure. I don't want to hear about 13-4. and four. This wasn't about winning the, the, that, the, a bad NFC North. This wasn't about – this was, this, this was the, the last dance. This was the all-in. They brought everybody back to get to – not just to get to a Super Bowl, but 
win. Well, that would have been nice just to get there, but to win the Super Bowl. And they go out in the first round, lose another home playoff game. That's, I mean, they're 500, they're 500 at home in the playoffs now over the last whatever many games now. That's, that's awful for a team that's, that goes 8-0 at, at home and, you know, during the regular season in the playoffs. You can't lose at home to a six seed. I mean, that's, that's no, nah, this failure. One word that does, that decides that it's failure. What about you, Gage? I'd go with uh, I'm with Mark here. It's failure. That's like that's what the season is. Uh, you got your home playoff game. You got your number one seed. You got Cobb back. You got to keep Lazard. You got to keep Mercedes Lewis. You had a decent offensive line. Yes, I understand the, D- the David Bakhtiari being hurt cost you a chance at one, possibly two chances at a Super Bowl because he couldn't play this week. Obviously, he couldn't play. He didn't play last season. Uh, you lost Elton Jenkins, but other than that, the offensive line was still decent. It was definitely better than some of the te- some of the lines he's played with during his time in Green Bay. I know that we all remember the games against Arizona where Kalias Campbell just turned Byron Bell into a human turnstile. Um, but at the end of the day, you didn't win a Super Bowl. That's what the, that's that's what this game is about. It, and at the end of the day, there's always I know it's Kyle Shanahan uh, talk or there's. Kyle Shannon talked on the Flying Coach podcast last summer that there's only like five or six teams that there's like five or six, seven teams every year that could realistically win a Super Bowl. And really, there's only about four teams that are actually trying to. Uh, and for those teams, not winning a Super Bowl is a failure. Green Bay is one of those teams this year. Tampa Bay is one of those teams. Buffalo. Rams. Rams, Kansas City, that's your like five teams this year that are like they were trying. And I'm not this isn't saying that like the Bengals weren't the 49ers weren't Titans or any other playoff team weren't. It's just that those five teams, those were the ones that took their chips. You pushed them all into the middle and you didn't win the pot. And so, yeah, this season is a. Is a failure and. That's that's all it goes down to. It just it sucks that this is the way it ends and on a Saturday night in Lambeau, but that's the way it goes. Sure, I'm with you guys. The one word, it is a failure. There is no other way to describe it. Like Gage said, you pushed everything all in. You pushed everything set to go. You brought everyone back. You got all your guys back healthy. You got Smith. You got Alexander. Uh, you, you got Cobb coming back. You got Turner coming back. You were the healthiest you had been all year, with the exception of Bakhtiari and, and Jenkins. And... You could lay an absolute egg. So the word for today is embarrassing. The season is failure. There's no other way around it. The coaching staff have to have some serious talks about not only who they hire, special teams, game management, timeout management, adjustments, play calling, how to take down a coach like Shanahan because he did outcoach the floor. And Shanahan didn't, think, didn't call that great of a game either. Neither team played that well, except for both defenses were solid. That was it. And there is no other way to walk away from this than saying this was a monumental failure and and a choke. End of story. So as we wind things down for the Packers season, uh, we've done a lot of previews. We're doing our first recap, or I'm doing my first recap of the season anyway. Uh, Let's just wrap things up, and we'll... We'll look forward to next to 2022. Uh, Mark, where can people find you? 
Um, Packer Report. I have a story up now if you want to read it. <laughs> on a, in my instant analysis of, of the game. It's basically what we, we just talked about now. You can see it in, in word form. And I'm um, on Twitter. I'm at MarkEckle08. Um, I'm still going to, you know, I'll be writing stories throughout the offseason um, for Packer re- re- Report as well. Don't ask me what yet because I was anticipating writing a story about either the Rams or Buccaneers uh, this week. I, I guess I won't have to, I won't have to worry about that now, but we'll have other stuff up. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be a crazy off season. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at G Bridgeford NFL, still working with uh, dynasty nerds, R- R- Roto baller, uh, Denver stiffs uh, for covering the Denver nuggets is obviously where I'm doing the most of my work. Majority of my work right now. I'm sure that I'll pick up work at those uh, other sites just as the, uh, NFL season officially wraps here in a couple of weeks, and then it'll be time for off-season stuff and draft content and whatnot. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's all I got. And you can find me on Twitter at Mike Wenland, all one word. Uh, my broadcast work at ZaleskiSports.com, Z-A-L-E-S-K-I, as we're coming down the home stretch for high school uh, winter sports going forward right now. And, of course, find us all on your favorite podcast platforms at Packaday Podcast. Find the YouTube channel, uh, Packaday Podcast, there as well and on social media at Packaday Podcast. So for all of us here at the Packaday Podcast, for Mark Echo, for Gage Bridgeford, this is Mike Wendland saying so long. Thank you for listening, and everyone, stay warm, stay safe. Always carry the G, despite what we saw today, and always and forever. Go Pack Go. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call click or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done